level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Howdy folks, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, happy to be back on the podcast with you, but I'm not the reason why you're here. The reason why you're here, as always, is for the old Corn Bandits. What's going on, Richard? Hi! <laughs> ah, no more, uh, no more solo. Ah, yeah. I know you missed me. I, I did. I, we Well, we did. We, we really did. So, um, speaking of, you know, there are people that have asked, where is he? Where is Mr. El Bandito himself? So we're going to play ourselves a little game here, and uh, we've got some callers on the line, and uh, we're going to say, we're going to we'll play a little game with where the hell has Jimmy been for the past? What is it? Carry the nine, six, seven, four, ten? four months, four months, really? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, four, yeah. Okay. So here we go. Where the hell has Jimmy been? I'm going to give you top choices. Top four, four choices. Only one of them is correct so here we go number one mexico number two hunting mukele and bembe and for those of y'all who don't know what mukele and bembe is he is the brontosaurus that lives in central africa republic of central africa and the congo phenomenal look it up the third thing was jimmy converting to mormonism and the fourth thing of course was jail <laughs> So again, number one, where the hell has Jimmy been the past four or five, six, ten months? Mexico, number two, hunting Mokeli and Bembe. Three, converting to Mormonism. Or four, jail. All right, so we're going to take our first caller. Caller number one, where do you think Jimmy has been? Where the hell do you think Jimmy's been for the past four months? And I actually believe that he was in jail. Knowing the way he's been and the way he talks sometimes, it doesn't surprise me that his cheeky ass would end up in jail. All right, caller number one, you are wrong. Jimmy was not in jail this time. Caller number two, where the hell has Jimmy been? Well, you know, I actually think that old Jimmy was probably converted to Mormonism. Lord knows the Mormonisms have a good thing going with sometimes the wives, actually that's the Church of Latter-day Saints, but I'm pretty sure he was converting to Mormonism. <laughs> Caller number two, you are incorrect. He did not convert to Mormonism, although we do find it very funny. Caller number three, where the hell has Jimmy Byrne been the past four, four wait, wait, four, five months? Well, I actually believe that, um, well, truthfully, I believe that Jimmy was hunting Mukele and Bembe. You know, Jimmy's love for the big game animals, especially that in Africa, would always lead me to the conclusion that he was indeed hunting Mukele and Bembe. <laughs> A caller number three, unfortunately, you are also wrong. He was not hunting Mukele and Bembe, although he loves Mukele and Bembe because he believes in all those kinds of all those things. Jimmy, for the past 10 months, has been in <laughs> Mexico. All right. Well, that was fun. Thank you for all of our callers. And we actually we have another special guest who's gonna come in and say hi real, real quick. Hello, I'm Abby Kinchlow. Oh, right. hello. 
Say hi to Uncle Jimmy. Hi, Uncle Jimmy. Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah. Good afternoon. Bye. He's Bye. Isn't that great? All right, shut, shut the door. Shut the door. <laughs> anyway, boy, was that fascinating <laughs> or what? All of those callers. Man, um, I, I didn't know people cared about me that much. I feel they like... did. They did. And you know what's really funny is that, and I don't mean to be a little bit, you know, snarky or whatever, but I had no idea. I mean, the redneck guy, I totally get that. But the soft-spoken woman didn't think she that, we, that was our genre, you know, listening to. Right. Uh, and, of course, the guy from England or Australia or whatever that was, kind of a little bit of a mix of both, really didn't expect him either. No, it just goes to show uh, how f- yeah. wide-ranging our, the Feed Bandit podcast gets, you know. It, it really is. We are an international phenomenon. phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm humbled that... Uh, folks uh you know guessed where i was i really yeah. appreciate that but you know yeah. the truth about the matter is it was kind of a combination of all all four you know right i mean i did consider mormonism so i was on a little mission in africa and while i was there you know i thought oh why not hunt, hunt this the kelly Mumbimbe thing <laughs> yeah oh, it's not a thing it's real but, well then what i realized while i was there hunting it was that yeah, it actually—it's not a—it's it, actually poaching. So they threatened to throw me in jail, that's so right. I had to flee to Mexico. So that's where right. I am. <laughs> My God, that is a hell of a trip. And when they gone back, he had a whole bunch of tropical diseases, including a little thing that climbs up your thingamabob when you pee in the condo. <laughs> and uh, he had no longer has a wife or children because they've left him for his uh, yeah out there doing his deal. So now, all seriousness, uh, great to have you back. Uh, we've been having fun though you know we've been doing our deal and i've been i've been reading and uh, trying to host and all that kind of stuff but it is good to have uh, my partner in crime back for sure well you did a great job uh you know i obviously listened to the uh the podcast that that you did while i was out absolutely you and thanks for holding down the fort yeah absolutely (laughs) my pleasure very entertaining you know as i've always said i'm here just for to, to keep the flow somewhat going and maybe throw in a question or two. So. <laughs> well, listen, um, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a team effort. You know, we just go out there every night and have fun. That's so. right. That's right. We leave it all uh, on yeah. the field. You know, that's all you can do. Uh, awful. Awful. <laughs> by the way, but yes. Yep. 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 So uh, well, now that we got that, done i think it's time we kind of announce uh a new little project that we've been we've been working on yeah tell us about it yep yep see, yep. see you gotta ease so, me in like uh very gently you know back into the that's true back into the saddle here that's so true. you know that's true okay, be a good, well, let's go good topic to start with <laughs> right well okay well so first of all what we primarily talk about here is supporting small town businesses okay feed stores and there's this four-legged creature who tastes pretty good called a deer. And that deer, believe it or not, although they, you know, they, they feed wild, of course, they require or they prefer, they like supplemental feeding from time to time. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, one of the things that, that we love to do at Rancho Bandito is we love to, to test products, okay? And we've got people that contact us and ask us to try to test stuff. Uh, a lot of the times it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out because obviously uh, it, it's not a controlled test. Okay. It's the wild and you know, we got the, the critters have a mind of their own, but 
Uh, one of the things that, that's always, I guess, fascinated me and you, of course, has been the, you know, the, the battle of the brands, okay? The battle of the protein brands, you know, which deer protein pellet, you know, is better um, or, or is there a pellet that is better? You know, which protein pellet, um, you know, do the deer prefer and, and why? Or, or is there really a preferred feed? Yeah. Um, has you know, I wonder, I wonder if at some point we're all going to come to the conclusion that it's kind of like a, you got to rotate your crops type situation. That's a good you know? point. I don't I, know. Oh, you know what? I, I didn't think, okay, see, there's another, uh, another theory. You know, you've got to let your, your feeder go fallow and then, uh, you know, plant something out. One year you do cotton, next year you do peanuts. Of course, right. a lot of that is dictated by the market, of course, but mm-hmm. I don't speak Japanese. So... <laughs> What we, what we have done, uh, you may recall the inaugural test we did, which was with the super duper feed bandit trough. And uh, would, I'd like to tell a, a little quick story about the feed bandit trough. I, I built the feed bandit trough in uh, June of 2018. Uh, summer of 2018 was a very stressful time in my life because we were having some some floor work redone. And uh, there were multiple times where I almost doused myself in gasoline and took the whole SOB down with me. I mean, it was absolutely terrible. So uh, my family had, had gone to, to Pennsylvania. Uh, so I just had two dogs and myself and a week's worth of time. So I built this testing trough, you know, for this. And they had, you know, you, you can go look at all of our videos and stuff. We got three, three little sections and it has a screened in bottom. Okay. No, it's got no cover. You know, of course, it's summer and it hardly rains. When I found that one out the hard time, the, the, the hard way in my last test with it. But, uh, you know, I really pride myself on building this and I painted it and I put our brand on there, all kinds of fun stuff. Well, we were, um, <laughs> you know, I, I took all these measurements. I'm like, okay, a black buck's chest comes up to X feet. A white tail is like this with the buck's Roman nose, plus calculate circular circumference <laughs> of his antlers. All these stupid calculations, of course, you know, anybody who knows me knows that math is not my, my, uh, my, uh, my forte. Strong suit. Strong suit, yes, or, or strong sweet, however you pronounce it. So uh, it was really funny because when I done stood the trough up, the, the, the trough was uh, past my belly button. And so I took a picture and I sent it to my, to our, to our group of friends and one of my more sarcastic friends, who's actually a builder. Uh, wrote back and said, uh, what are you trying to blankety blank feed giraffes? <laughs> and it was really funny because I had built this feeder so big that it, it really only the tallest axis bucks could feed out. Of it. So anyways, that was the beginning of the feed bandit trough. Unfortunately, feed bandit trough uh, uh, died a uh, horrible death actually last, um, uh, last August. So uh, we are now trying to use a different, more controlled means of, of testing. So that, that's a roundabout way of getting you to this. So what we have done is, and we're going to document all this, okay? And we'll talk about more as, as, as time goes on. But what we have done is we have gone to a pasture on Rancho Bandito that is literally, truthfully, never had deer protein pellets served to them, Okay. Uh, the deer have never had protein, okay? They have had corn, okay? Um, and so what our goal was, our goal was to set up two protein feeders that 
that everybody would have. Okay. They're not the big fancy ones. Okay. One of them is a, is a barrel feeder, barrel style feeder that you can make yourself. Uh, the other one is a boss bucket feeder. Both are very economical. Uh, both are, you know, how is, you know, types of fears that, you know, somebody with a lease, you know, a recreational warrior like we are would use. And the goal is to test two, two brands of protein in an environment where the deer have never had protein. And we're looking for a couple of things. I mean, first and foremost, which brand, you know, do they prefer, if any? Uh, how long does it take to get them? Okay. Uh, you know, how do they, how do the raccoons react to them, the non-target animals, things of that nature. And I have been conducting this test, uh, which it's middle, it's late, well, getting to be late May now. I've been conducting this test since the middle of March. Uh, and, and, and the data that I, that I have collected is absolutely fascinating. And uh, I, I think it's the, what we have collected is, is something that's going to be worth everybody who's starting a, a protein feeding regimen should definitely look at. Because I think that looking at this and then implementing these on your own property, I think will definitely, uh, will, will, will definitely benefit you and uh, save you some time and money as well. So uh, the two brands that we are testing are West Deer Feeds. Uh, they're 20% protein. They're out of West Texas, uh, best clutches in the world, I will tell you that. And the other one is going to be Double Down. Uh, Double Down Deer Feed, extremely popular brand. Uh, it's in a lot of feed stores across Texas. Um, so with the Double Down, they're a little bit more expensive than the West Feed. So that's something else that we're looking at, okay, is, you know, in other words, is, is is um, is spending the money for the the um, the you know for the for another brand you know does it actually deliver results uh, you know as far as being as far as a deer targeting it okay Obviously, what is the not, what is the difference uh, price wise I mean yeah, are they, I they're same size bags they're yeah 50 same pounds? size bag let me get back to you on the price because I actually don't remember uh, but that that's something that we're gonna we'll document when we do yeah. the, when we do a big deal but. We're, we're going to do a video on it. We're definitely going to do more podcasts on it. I'm going to crunch all the numbers. I'm probably, I'm probably going to fetch the cameras. The final camera pull will be around Memorial Day, and uh, I'll get all that data crunched. But uh, it's, it's going to be very exciting. Uh, and, again, just, just from the, the months that I've been doing this and, and kind of quantifying, big word, all this data, uh, another big word for me, it, it's just been really fascinating. So, uh, something to look forward to and uh yeah it'll be exciting all right that that uh that's that was a pretty good uh little you know teaser there yeah yeah so there wasn't any other stores you want to tell about that yet well we can okay, uh, <laughs> okay. no I, I think that's uh i think that's about it i don't want to uh, all right i don't want to uh you don't want to spoil yeah, anything no i really don't okay I, I really oh, fair do. Enough, fair again, enough. it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good comparison to what really happens out there in the field. Uh, right. That's that was the whole point of of doing this. Now, the the, well, the one thing I was going to say uh, is that th this is not a comparison to say, okay, well, the um, you know the West Deer feeds you know produced this buck who's now right. You know he was a uh, he was seventy five inches last year. Now he's three ninety. <laughs> You know, right. we're not doing it that this is more of an attractability. You know, what are the, what, what do they prefer? Okay. So uh, now with that being said, I would love, okay. To uh, you know, to, to um, you know, to keep this test ongoing. Uh, 
and, and, and to see, obviously we'd have to select one brand, of course, but to actually see, okay, you know, uh, again, going to another pasture like this one and say, okay, we're going to feed nothing but this brand of protein on this pasture. You know, what can we do to these, um, you know, what can we do to the, to help the, these, these deer grow bigger antlers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or again, nobody ever talks about it, but the does, you know, help, uh, help with, you know, make, making milk and all that. It is kind of funny. Some of the does you see in these pictures that you'll, you'll see here and whenever I get everything done, they're, they're ginormous. So, um, yeah. Have, have you ever read the, uh, conditions around those claims where they say, Oh, you know, this, this deer has been eating this protein and now they're this size or whatever, like what the actual conditions are that allows them to measure something like that. Like, I mean, you'd have to obviously tag that deer somehow to be able to, if it's free or if it's in a pen, a small pen, then that kind of, you know, I I don't know that kind of negates, I think some of the benefit, but if you left it free, you'd have to tag it or track it somehow to be able to find it. I would think. Yeah. And and, And and it's it's funny. It's funny. You say that because that's, in my opinion, it's really tough to do now. You know, that being said, there are guys that can, uh, uh, you know, they can say, okay, hey, here's this buck and here's what he was, here's what he looked like last year. And and to some extent, we can do that with some of the dirt Rancho Bandito as well. Uh, But no, I I don't know, like, for example, Double Down, you know, you you look at some of the deer that they've got uh, on there and they're, of course, they're they're, they're huge, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of it's got to do with the location, okay, South Texas, uh, naturally, it's got big deer. It's got a lot of good forage, um, you know. Um, so it's I, nice I when you start with good genetics, you know. Exactly. I, I, absolutely. And that's kind of the great thing about Rancho Bandito. As you know, it's not in the, you know, it's not in the mega, mega trophy buck area of the state. You know, we, we've definitely got some nice deer here and there. But, um, yeah, so. Uh, if we were to do some sort of test like that, we would have to lay out all the parameters and, and, and obviously this is, you know, we're not being paid by any brand to do this. So, you know, we would, we're, we're, we're truthfully doing this for you, you know, the consumer who's spending your hard earned money to, to go out there and to grow bigger bone, which is kind of funny because, you know, you're spending all this money to grow big antlers and of course helps their body too, but that, you know, doesn't, doesn't really help the meat, you know, doesn't help the meat taste any better yeah i always thought it was interesting you know you've probably seen these where they they show like a picture of like a spike or something and then they're like oh the next year it's just 10 point or whatever blah blah i've always wondered like okay i get it if like you start with you know a one and a half or two and a half year old deer and then you kind of follow them from there but if it's like a a little spike or something like and then it they'd be kind of hard unless there's a, a totally distinct feature about someone like right. which is rare i mean like you talk about doing it at the you know rancho bandito you know the right. only one the only one outside of like maybe distinctive i don't know, maybe antlers that i can remember is remember the uh the uh, super fawn oh god yes yes <laughs> Yes. I mean, how his body looked and his belly and all that, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. where no one else looked like that, you know, yeah. agreed. But it was like amongst hundreds and hundreds of deer. It was tough to, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's rare yeah. to have it. So, 
Yeah, it, it's it's really, really tough. And, you know, I, I think the only way you would really be able to 100% identify them all is that if you if you were, you know, on the place, you know, 24-7 and, you know, you were, you had game cameras up constantly, you were constantly around these deer and you, yeah, and, and you've documented them over mm-hmm. the years. You know, I, I know the Kerr Wildlife Center is, you know, one of the foremost authorities and, you know, I think ge- studying genetics and understanding, you know, okay, you know, this deer was born spike, you know, what will it be a couple of years from now, you know, introducing protein, will that help so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's definitely a, a, a topic for discussion and um, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be really going back to kind of our little study here. It'll be really interesting to see how, um, you know, how it, how it, how it pans out. Yeah, for sure. Interesting stuff, you know, yep. Uh, yeah, this study will be uh, interesting because, you know, like you were saying, regardless of the antler type thing, at least what it's showing is your how and when or where and what they'll want to eat, which gives the foundation for that possibility, right? The foundation for possible great growth and body and antlers and whatnot, so... Yeah, you know, you gotta start and, and there, all, I guess. Yeah, and like all ingredients and palatability right. and nutrition being equal, you know, if your um, if your if your brand is um, you know if your brand's more attractive to deer, then I would say that's a you know that that's a huge that's a huge victory right there. So, so yeah, we will of course, and again, uh, you know, just. This study again. These were, you know, again homemade feeders for the most part, you know, and 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 some of the stuff that's happened. I'll just tell you, you know, we had a we had a feeder dump, uh, and it didn't knock over, but I think the coon got onto it, and it, um, it kind of dropped a lot of the protein out. So my buddy and I had to unclog it this past weekend. We lost a lot of protein, but we had a lot of protein hit the ground, and we've had a lot of rain. Okay, so we can talk about that. You know, one of the you know, a lot of, you know, recreational hunters or, or guys that get out there for, you know, uh, once a month, you know, this could happen to you. You got a homemade feeder and a coon gets on and he dumps all the damn protein out. You know, you, you show up and the feeder's empty and you see some wet protein on the ground. You're like, oh crap, you know, what happened? You know, and of course th- this is exactly what's happened here at, uh, at this, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's exactly what happened during to us during this situation. We have we've had torrents of rain, and I was very, very, very surprised at um, at the way that protein was treated. So um, again, won't get into it, but I mean things like that are are invaluable to know, and it'll kind of give you peace of mind that even though the coons do dump and they start feasting on it, you know maybe the deer will eat it, maybe not. We'll we'll see what the results say. Right, and you know, maybe they'll clean up the the bad protein. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they would prefer that over the good, but yep, yeah, yep. All right. Well, yeah. We all look forward to the conclusion and the write up for uh for what happens. Absolutely. Uh, when do you anticipate the trial being done? Well, <laughs> I, you know, I think I'm going to be going down this weekend, and I am going to pull. I'll, I'll do another card pull. Uh, truthfully, I need to see there's one of the brands is running out. So I need to get in there and I need to see, um, I need to see if I have another bag of this brand. Um, and I, so, yeah, um, I mean, I could end it this week. Cause again, I've got 
data going back to March or, or maybe I'll let it run through Memorial day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, if, if I, if I had it my way, I would love to have it run through Memorial day. Cause if you, you think about it, we've kind of gone through, you know, multiple seasons. Again, I started this thing and, and I'm, I call it early March. Okay. So we hadn't had spring green up yet. It was still cold. All right. We're and it, another, another crazy thing. We had just, you know, a couple of weeks before that gotten over that gigantic freeze. Right. So we got, we got different conditions. We hadn't had spring green up. Okay. Here we are. We went through spring green up. Now we've had tons of rain. You know, of course, here we are, you know, mid the midish latish May and we've had tons of rain as well, but you know, the, that's going to start to cut off. Um, I would, if I, if I had my way, I'd love to continue things the summer, but I don't think it's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, because I'd love to be able to see, okay, as their natural food sources kind of start to wither up with the heat, you know, what, what are they after now? You know, is, is there any difference, you know, okay. If they preferred this, if they preferred brand a from, you know, March to May, and I'm not saying they have, um, you know, then all of a sudden the heat kicks up. Maybe they like, maybe they like something different about the other one. I, I don't know. Right. So are, right. Are, are deer as picky as us worthless humans that do not know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we shall find out or at least get yeah. a better, better idea, closer Absolutely. idea to the answering that question, I guess. Yep, for sure. And I'm going to win me one of them Pulitz surprises or, or the, the Nobel Peace Prize or, you know, for, for deer, uh, deer <laughs> brand. Protein. Right, right. All right. Well, cool. Cool. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, slight modification in hunting season dates this year. Oh, no, I mean, not, I nothing huge, but it's, uh, I don't know, it might be interesting to some folks. It says uh, there are two additional days in the special white wing dove season, I guess, in the South yeah. Dove Zone this yeah. year. Yeah. And the general pronghorn season extended from nine days to 16 whoa are you serious yeah yeah so holy cow okay that is huge i guess that um, implies that there are a, the pop the population is growing oh, yeah it certainly <laughs> does that is that is phenomenal now you know with the pronghorn which by the way is one of texas's natural treasures there's only one native species of antelope to north america and it's the pronghorn and you can find them everywhere of course well all the plain states okay um in in texas we have two herds well there, there's actually three the the but the two big herds are the panhandle and then in the transpecus now for years that you know, i because i'm a dork and i absolutely eat this stuff up the transpecus herd has not been doing very well uh, I think person and, and, and it's, I, they don't, I, I think it may have had something to do with some disease, something of that nature. For me, I think it's a food thing. And I think it's a water thing. I think it's a fence thing too. Um, you know, antelope do not pronghorn antelope do not do well with five strand barbed wire fences. I think they will jump, but they don't prefer to. Yeah. So, so the panhandle herd has done exceptionally better. And again, I think you get a little, well, obviously you get more rain there. Um, I also think the water is more available there because you, you're because by virtue of fact, you run more head of cows there. The more cattle you've got, the more water sources you've got to have, the better that affects the wildlife. Um, so the fact that they've extended the season like that, that is that's tremendous because ever since I, um, you know, <laughs> going back to about 91, uh, my dad, uh, for my for my for my birthday 
bought him and his best friend a, an antelope hunt <laughs> in Marfa, Texas, which was I mean, it was great. You know, it was so 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 funny because I wanted to do it so badly that I didn't care that I was just a, a young tyke and not shooting. It's just the experience. So, uh, but I distinctly remember it was you know one week in October, and ever since then it's always been one week. So. The fact that they've extended that is, oh, that is, that's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I'd, I'd love to do that one day. Oh God, it, dude, I'm telling you, it's, I, I'm, I'm kicking myself in the butt for not doing it sooner. Yeah. yeah I would love to, I'd love to get a, a, they call them, you know, goats. I'd love to get a goat from the panhandle, you know, maybe up there in your spearman or, you know, Amarillo. Oh, I'm so fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Mm, yep awesome well, all right you got yeah. anything else for this one you know i think for this one we're good i think uh next time we'll we'll talk about kind of the end of turkey season uh got another weekend coming up uh, last the uh, last weekend talk about youth turkey season uh and just as a just so i remember uh you know we i think we've talked about how tough wild turkeys are well we, we just uh, another teaser for episode, the next episode. Uh, we have been reminded yet again just how tough the wild turkey is. And uh, yeah, it's frustrating, but hey, it happens. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing it. Mm-hmm. Considering, you know, I didn't get to hunt my favorite bird this year once again. Yep. Our, our <laughs> cup overfloweth with turkey. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. It was easy. Yeah. You know, just, they're everywhere, but eh, no yeah. big deal. I'm sure they'll be there next year, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I just, uh, you know, there'll always be another season. Uh, yeah. Well, so you hope, you know, with the old COVID and Joe oh, yeah. Biden and... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If there's COVID-21 next year, we'll see. Yeah. yeah Listen, you know what? COVID, the only good thing that came out of COVID was the fact that I got to turkey hunt so much. And I shot three turkey, which is not heard of, by the way. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've, I've had one – I've gotten one turkey. So, well, I, I shot one turkey this season because the adult season's over. So, anyway. Well, he, take advantage of it while while they're there because, you know, Absolutely. it could be a, a year or two where it's harder. <laughs> so. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and we will talk – okay, another thing. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how hard they are. We're also going to talk about the different color phases in turkeys. And uh, at Rancho Bandido, we have a personal experience with that. And I have not told you this. And we jump off the air here, I'll tell you. Oh, well, no, I mean, hold it for the podcast. So I want to hear it, uh, you know, along with the listeners. Fine. You're not coming <laughs> to my birthday party. <sighs> Well, yeah, yeah, we'll okay. see how you feel next year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, you can come. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. It's a date. All right, sounds good. Go. Well, I would just say uh, to you, the listener, um, let us know uh, what you think. What I'd be curious to see what people think ahead of you know finding out what happens with this feed trial. Uh, if anyone has any opinions or guesses as to why deer do what they do with protein or if anyone has a preferred protein that they swear by or do you rotate your proteins like rotating your crops (laughs) anything you know any uh, anecdote would be interesting to hear so 
shoot us an email, let us know, you know, and uh, we'd love to talk about it on the program or, you know, even maybe try it out. You know, if you have a different, different methodology, you know, anything about that is very, is interesting. We want to disseminate the wisdom to your fellow listeners. So absolutely. Let us know about that. Um, Other than that, you know, it's good to be back in the saddle. Uh, Thanks for good. Thanks for going easy on me. And this, uh, this first <laughs> podcast in several months. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and you, did, you did very well. I, I thought you'd be fumbling and bumbling all over yourself, but you. Well, I mean, I usually really do done well. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can't see me right now because remember we had to we had to turn our cameras off because the internet connection was not that great. So it's yeah, well, that's the one thing that has not changed. Yeah, I, just, I don't so, get it. I, I don't get it. I just uh, don't get it. <laughs> but anyway uh yeah so i'll i I guess we'll sign off here um i'm in i am in my uh i'm broadcasting my end of this thing from my uh temporary feed bandit residence until the permanent one comes around and Mm -hmm. i'll get what i consider my uh recording studio my official (laughs) my official office slash recording studio that's awesome yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Finally, have a spot of my own. Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I lay, I, I share a room with my my girls, <laughs> yes. and then the playroom. It is a it is a bloody disaster. Yeah, it's your playroom recording studio. Oh my god, it's it's something else. Yeah, <laughs> something else. But anyway, well, thanks uh, everyone out there for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, come back for more. You know, in the next. Uh, Next podcast, we'll have some good stuff for you. You yep. talked about the turkey stuff, so I'm looking forward to hearing all those stories. Yep. Uh, that's really it. Thank you, guys. Uh, do you want to say anything to the folks before they leave? I mean, I'm going to say the usual, and that is <laughs> support your local feed store! Exclamation point. Very yeah. good. Okay. Very excellent enunciation. Yep, yep, yep. And you do speak French. I do, I do, for sure. All right, folks. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.